this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hello and welcome to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm Brian Wayne as usual and it's time for another Creator Corner. This time we're we're going back to one of our creator submissions we had. It wasn't that long ago. We had 3 a.m. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Delilah Buckle. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you already know how much it was uh, getting this all together at the last minute. My bad, but we're here now, so I'm really excited about this. Um, never done one of these before, so this is going to be really fun. Oh, right on. Well, I'm going to do my best to make sure that you want to continue to do this because you're someone that needs to continue to promote your work because it needs to get out there. That's why we're doing this. I don't just do this for any old chump that can put words to paper. That's for sure. Okay. So I, I, I really did enjoy 3AM. Uh, I learned about you through uh, somebody else that was actually, I, I think, my second ever creator submission. Sean Mullen did The Wolf in Me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I learned about you through that and saw your art, and I just said, oh, I, I, need, I need to know what this is, what this person is, what the brain that this came from. So, yes, I finally had the chance to read your, read your webcomic, and here we are. The schedule is finally open enough to make this happen, so let's, let's get to know you a little bit, huh? <laughs> sure. Right on, right on. Well, let's, let's kind of go, let's start at the beginning. Um... Comic books aren't necessarily a very uh, common medium people, you know, strive to get into. Most people, if they got a story to tell, they want to either do it through, you know, novels or film. Or right. even, I mean, yeah, video of some sort. That seems to be the easiest way to get about it. So to have something that you say, okay, I want to turn this into a comic, one usually has to have some sort of background of, of comics in their life. So what was your... Your first introduction to comics. What what made you believe that comics were uh, a suitable medium? Well, honestly, going starting in, into my whole sort of artistic, I guess, awakening <laughs> started with uh, manga. You know, traditional Japanese manga. Growing up around middle school, high school, where I was introduced to it, and I didn't even know. I didn't even associate to it to anything else. It was just a book that was printed backwards to me. That was <laughs> that's all I really knew about it, and they were really interesting. Um, I grew as an artist through them, drawing my own comics, drawing pages from them, trying to imitate the art, and getting better that way. Uh, 3AM, though, is more so just a culmination of me having all these ideas in my head of, I want to tell this story, I have this story, but I don't want to really write it, but I don't, I can't animate at all, so <laughs> I gotta find some sort of happy medium between the two, so that's where the comic came about. Right on. Right on. So what type of stuff were you, I mean, did you ever read comics before you got into this? 
Actually, no. I've again, it was mostly just manga. It was a, a friend of mine brought over. Um, I don't know if this is still relevant. I guess <laughs> uh, Shonen Jump, which was a, a weekly sort of book of a bunch of different short stories, like different chapters of different popular manga, and then you got them in a sort of a big omnibus sort of book. So I was like intrigued by all the different stories that were in there, and. It was always sort of that kind of thing. I knew comics existed. I knew DC, Marvel. I knew those. I knew indie comics were a thing. But it was always that sort of these sort of really stylized pieces that I really enjoyed, and that's what drew me in. Right on, right on. Well, it's cool to think that someone can get into comics. I mean, based off of just the ability to want to create and not necessarily have any knowledge of you know at least westernized comic books going into it, because I mean. To, to be blunt, manga and Western comics are very, very different, at least to me. No, it's, it's I, yeah, true, I yeah. That, um, I mean, it's, it's still a linear story, and it's just a different way of telling a story, and a different, you know, uh, manga is usually a general type of art style. It's really just a matter of how many more lines someone is using compared to another one, where Western, it could be, I mean, there's... A 10 trillion different western styles to, to look at i mean to to choose from mm-hmm. so and that's that's kind of where i see the difference so coming from a manga style and then i see your style it's it's it's, it's actually pretty refreshing to see that you know manga can produce something that is very relatable to the western eye if you will mm-hmm. right on right on um well let's see uh do you do you have any particular artists or uh, writers that you you know you try to follow? Because I mean, you're as three. You're actually the writer and the artist. Yes, that's, that's a difficult, difficult, difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of weight on one creator's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, so you 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 have to have some sort of inspirations, and I would imagine at least. Uh, I mean, like, I guess we could start with artists or what what type of. I, I know I first compared your art style to a very stylized type of Mitch Gerard's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it just seems uh, very unique to where you could point it out. Like you could look at any comic ever, and if Mitch Gerard's did it, if you've ever seen his art before, you know. Well, mm-hmm. I think that you know Delilah Buckle could have that very very same type of branding. Mm-hmm. But I would like to think that you know, like I said, that was inspired from some other type of artist out there is there anybody out there that you you're following or um there's a couple of people that i follow uh i just kind of have my tabs just sitting here on my computer ready to go um as terms of manga style uh it was again it's pretty fair i I understand what you're saying where the styles are pretty similar like they can be sort of overall they're very similar but it depends on how far you want to go with the drawing pretty much um but Certain styles do stick out to me a lot, and I love them. Um, you've probably heard of Trigun, I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Everyone? Okay, yeah, so Trigun. So that was a manga. And again, I never even, when I was younger, I never even knew that a manga was basically, like, before the show. Like, you have to like the show, like the manga a lot, and then they produce a show. That didn't even occur to me. It was just sort of like, oh, they have. there's also a cartoon of this. It was... <laughs> So, um, reading the Trigun manga, it's uh, it follows the main story, but there is a follow-up series um, called Trigun Maximum, which is the manga that kind of follows after the original, and it's done by Yasuhiro Naitao, and he's he's 
He's great. <laughs> great guy. Um, but Maximum is more a gritty version of Trigun to where it's sort of like it's an epilogue, but then also a prologue. And there's little side stories that help you really feel for these characters and understand them better. But unlike the actual show, which is more PG-13, the show, the manga um, Trigun Maximum is very dark and people die <laughs> a lot and people just in gruesome ways and there's a lot of just heavy material that goes in there and the style is just gorgeous. There's, he, there's this really nice way that he uses shapes and figures and shadows and there's a limited way to give you such emotion and such just establishing the scene and the shot alone in each panel. It's it's great. Right on. Yeah, no, there's definitely some, some uh, manga artists out there that clearly stand out for sure um uh, i know berserk is something that's just off mm -hmm. the charts next level art and on in in any hemisphere for that matter it's just mm -hmm. insane but uh yeah um so uh, so what type of uh storytellers are you into i mean not even necessarily relating to comics uh going all the way back what's a guy i, I want to get into your head that's, that's what I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out where 3 a.m came from so I'm, I'm picking this apart slowly so for forgive my uh my my backhanded questions if no <laughs> no it's fine it's totally fine um, um well but yeah no so uh, what did you start reading as a kid i mean were you reading goosebumps or were you reading uh, uh were you still reading manga i um, mean you, yeah well i'd say as a as a young child maybe like 10 11 that sort of era um i would say i read pretty often it was just something it was and then there was like also the you know we had those book fairs where it's like if you read a certain amount of books you get a prize so that was a good incentive <laughs> sometimes uh, yes <laughs> um but no I, I generally enjoyed reading um it wasn't even so much i was drawn to comic books necessarily it was more like someone had it and it picked up my i was like oh what's what's that what you, what you got going on there and it's like oh this is, this is cool and then i go to a bookstore i'm like there's more of these and you know it just kind of went on from there but uh yeah it was pretty much anything it was reading was whatever it was like encyclopedia brown and like things like that it was really early reader sort of sort of things um manga was something that i was a teenager when i started watching uh adult swim and tsunami and that kind of thing that's when i realized that oh this is can go more than just a book this can move this can have sound this can have you know motion and ballad and music and everything to it so it, it just not consumed me but <laughs> It very much so influenced me to try to make something of my own that really just fueled from all of this just great art and great sounds and just everything about it, you know? There was always the dream of, I want to make this an anime someday, or I want to make this an anime someday, but I can't, so I'm just going to draw it <laughs> and see where it goes from there. you got to start somewhere. I mean, a lot of times, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to have the ability to uh, you know formulate these these ideas visually to give to someone like an animator otherwise a lot of times you're just throwing words at imaginary words at some stranger and it's just a, this you're uh, the, uh, I, i've had to deal with it personally you're you have this idea and they just don't see it they don't see it with the words so to be able to just have that ability to uh to actually depict your idea visually and do it well mind you i mean <laughs> it's uh you definitely have a leg up as far as advancing beyond comics that's that's for damn sure or even advancing within comics to the next level well thank you so much actually you know I, a lot of it i've been compared to having a cinematic style which i think is because when i first saw 3am in my head usually when i get ideas it's either a dream or um 
either it's a, or I'm listening to something like 3 a.m. ago, so I was listening to the song. Um, but then it's also sort of like dreams kind of come together. And I saw it as a kind of a third person view of just watching something that already existed and it was just sort of playing out. And then I woke up and I was just like, where's my paper? Where's my pen? I gotta, I gotta get this down. I gotta get this down right now before I forget it. And um, I also had uh, storyboarding classes in school um, and I, <laughs> it's so funny because we, my a friend of mine, close friend of mine, we ended up hating that class, almost crying tears <laughs> for one of these projects. And in the end, it just made me do better panels. <laughs> so, you know, and that's a lot of people don't realize that is essentially a comic book. It's just uh, sharp, glorified storyboards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's why there's so many. I don't know why it took the world so long to realize how easy it is to make a comic book movie because half the work's done for you right there. You just need to, you know, dump the money and find the actors and. Um, well, okay, maybe not half the work, but <laughs> <laughs> half the story development. At yeah. Least. So and uh, you know, it's, uh, I. Yes, no, storyboarding is definitely, definitely, I mean, a Mm -hmm. huge advantage into Mm -hmm. getting into the world of comic books, for sure. Because like I said, that's essentially all it is. Not all it is, but yeah, you you understand what I'm saying. I gotcha, it's fine. Um, So, uh, before we get too far into 3AM itself, the genre of horror... I, I, I want to know, I want to pick this apart just a little bit, because it, it, it's it's a horror comic. The, the, those, those final few scroll-throughs will definitely, definitely uh, prove that. It's because mm-hmm. there's, there's gore, there's um, uh, what, perceived violence, or at least past violence that happened. Usually, you know, limbs like that just don't end up on someone's plate without... <laughs> <laughs> something violent happening horrific so yeah. give me a background of of your love for horror because there's got to be either a love for horror or extreme hatred for horror, one or the other <laughs> but <laughs> uh well for that you'd have to go back to my mother my mother adores horror but it's <laughs> we're so funny we're we're very alike in that we both like horror so i got it from her so growing up she but she loves b horror so like leprechaun and chucky and <laughs> All these really silly things that should not be scary at all. So those um, are my favorites too. I love the B horror. <laughs> the, the, see, I have this thing where the worse the movie is, especially when it comes to horror, the more I love it. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, I've got terrible taste in film. I've got the <laughs> worst taste in film. I'm not saying they're bad. They're just not for me. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're terrible. But that's <laughs> but they're supposed to be. That's the thing is, there's no way that something. I mean, yes, there's there's a few things out there that just slip through. Mm-hmm. that probably weren't intended to be bad, that are just, yeah. <laughs> but I think the stuff like Leprechaun, when it comes to that genre of horror, your Freddy Kruegers and all of that stuff, yeah, no, I think it's, it's supposed to be campy, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to be able to laugh at it and enjoy the fact that they're allowed to take those shortcuts and they make <laughs> it self-aware and all that type of good stuff. So, yeah, no, I... I'm rambling on. The fact is, is that's the horror that I like, so no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it makes me more excited for future... 3 a.m. pages, that's for damn sure. <laughs> but yeah, so she she loves that kind of thing. So I grew up in the background or on the floor watching um, while she watched, you know, Leprechaun and Chucky and Chucky 2 and Leprechaun 17 and all these things. And um, so I kind of grew out of that. Um, I was honestly scared of those things. I was really young. But um, then I started going towards, I don't know, I don't know, I guess more psychological horror. I, I It became less 
camp horror <laughs> to more sort of like comedy horror to actual like legit gore like it was a sort of like okay this isn't scary i'm not scared this is a horror movie i'm supposed to be scared so i kept trying to find something that would scare me and i mean i can't say that i haven't um <laughs> i've had a couple of things i can't recall them right now of course but um yeah i mean i i've moved towards more psychological more realistic horror to the point where i was like you know what's what's it's you can talk about freddy cougar and J- and jason all you want but in the end, they're not real, you know, but serial killers are real and they're still around, <laughs> you know, they're very, it's a very scary thought. Um, I, well, one of my top movies of all time, and not just horror movies, one of my top movies of all time is The Human Centipede. And I know most people laugh and cringe when I say that, mm-hmm. but that's because the scariest part about that movie is it's, it says it right on the, the damn cover is 100% medically accurate. That's insane to, to know that it's 100% could happen. There's All it takes is a weird person to think of it. And guess what? Someone did. The yeah. director, Tom Six. He, yeah. I mean, it, someone, it's it's already been thought of. It, yeah. It's it's crazy to think. So, you, no, it's definitely... I do enjoy the very realistic type of psych, psychological stuff as well. And I see both aspects of those, you know, two very different types of horror in 3 a.m. and it starts out where it's more of a thriller suspense kind of taken in the creepiness and then it takes this wild turn to uh that's that's it's a lot of limbs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so no i can definitely see the 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 growth throughout yes this is what i wanted this is the answer that i wanted awesome <laughs> <laughs> no problem. um well let's let's get into 3 a.m now uh how did 3 a.m. come about? Um, well, you you said that you were you were actually you know it was my <laughs> Rob Thomas Matchbox 20. <laughs> That's what you mean when you say you're listening to the song, right? No, oh, I mean you know I mean if you look if you play the song backwards probably, but I mean no, it's <laughs> 3 a.m. came from the Eminem song of the same name, and around that okay. time, yeah, around that time. Uh, where was I? I think I was just a, I was probably in about a middle of college. So I was just sort of it was it was past. Uh, you know, those early classes of like Algebra 101 and stuff like that and getting more into the art stuff. So I became much more art focused. Um, yeah. And uh, I would listen to Eminem a lot. Um, not really particularly like obsessively, but just sort of he was, I had most of his songs more than anything else. Um, and I would ride the train and I would just scribble on the train and draw on the bus and going to and from school. And that's where the song sort of, and when I kept hearing the song and I remember there was a video for it and I saw the video and I was like, this is kind of, <laughs> you know, like it, it yeah, kind of felt like it kind of felt like he was trying a little too hard in the video to sort of be edgy and whatever, because um, it's it's it follows him as in the character as a serial killer, and there's like a lot of just sort of shock value sort of still images thrown in there, and I'm just like it wasn't like I was trying to do better. It was just like when I heard the song, I heard something completely different. Like I heard something really spooky and actually really chilling. And I just sort of scribbled it out as much as I could. And that's actually where the scribbly style came from. I would draw on the train and the bumping and the turbulence from the train and stuff would make my, I have to draw really, really fast to get my lines down, but then I'm not going to have straight lines at all. So that's where a lot of the scribbly random, you know, frenetic movements came from in the drawing. And I tried to replicate that digitally. That's that's incredible. What a, uh, that's that's an amazing happy accident right there because the train actually, I mean, it helped you develop a very unique uh, style. Like I said, it's 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 very unique, and it's the first thing that, that drew my eye to make me say, okay, no, I I need to know more about what this is and <laughs> this artist and 
And uh, it's not just your 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 line work uh, that that's impressive and stylized. More than anything that draws me to a comic is the use of color and uh, bright color, and when mm-hmm. it's done right. Because sometimes you could just have every neon color on the spectrum, and you just leave with a headache. But that's mm-hmm. not the case with this. This mm-hmm. is there's still a lot of uh, um, uh, negative space if you will that helps mm-hmm. kind of balance the uh, balance the eye uh, mm-hmm. well, how did how did you i mean was that just something where you were <laughs> you you ran out of markers and you just decided i mean it's the same type of thing <laughs> on the train um, like, this is, because it's like i said it's very unique and stylized and oh uh, well i mean for me a lot of that actually i think comes from the manga style because in manga there is in some some show, some mangas there's uh, the, usually the most important part of it is the character. So the char- sometimes panels will just have the character and absolutely nothing else. And that's very typical of manga panels where it's just, or it might have like a screen tone in the background or just a gradient in the background. And that establishes oh. the whole panel. So I think that's, uh, you know, also with not wanting to draw a background <laughs> for every panel. <laughs> because well, no, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's that, there. That's, well, it's smart. If you have the yeah. ability to pull it off, then mm-hmm. no one's going to notice it. I, I mean, it slipped by me and well, now you know, everyone some, knows. Some consider so. me a critic. <laughs> it's yeah, no. So it's clearly it's done right, and I do enjoy that the colors that you do use to to fill the negative space and mm-hmm. the amount of white that you you're still not afraid to to leave in, and mm-hmm. I I enjoy it so much. I really do. It's 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 visually stunning, for Thank sure. You. Thank you. And I did not see the. I mean, admit. I mean, you listened to the review. It was as quick as it was. It was, uh, I, I it just caught me off guard. I, I, I did not see that coming whatsoever. The, 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 the little twist at the end. Um, I like how there's definitely uh, there's definitely a creepy type of not unwanted romance that everyone knows shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. potentially brewing there. Mm-hmm. But to to realize that that was why. At the end, without giving anything away, obviously, I don't. Want, I still want people to go out and you know have <laughs> something to be gained from reading the comic without my big mouth just spoiling it all. <laughs> it's fine. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I, it was it's it was great storytelling all the way through. Like I said, it was a slow ride at first, but that's that's how a good creepy story really should start. Right. And it it, it set the tone and the pace all throughout. Um, the, the, the other character that was in there, the, uh, the, the first night clerk you see, mm-hmm. really, really dug what you did with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I really like how just terrible you made him <laughs> because what, what it does is it takes away from that thing at the end that I yeah. want to talk about, but I refuse to. <laughs> so it, it gives it a cool balance. It does. And that's mm-hmm. that's why the thing at the end is such a... Yes, there is a twist, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is. No matter... Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to refrain. I <laughs> it's so hard because I have a spoiler-based podcast, so... Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. I... Go ahead. I, I was just talking to a friend of mine, and she was asking, you know, like, are you going to tell anything? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? And I was like, I can't say anything. <laughs> There's so much I want to say, but I can't. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy movie. I, I enjoy movies like this. I, I am one. I'm the first one to watch a slow movie where people just get up and walk away. I'm like, no, this is. There's a reason for this. There's, I hope so. But <laughs> I'm totally fine with slow movies, slow, you know, short films because. 
I, I'm just used to that pacing. I'm used to, I enjoy those sort of things where you get to look back at everything and sort of take everything in and, you know, draw your own conclusions. And then hopefully <laughs> there's a twist at the end that's satisfying. And that's what I tried well, to accomplish. And, you know, horror is being proven more and more that it's not about um, thrilling jump scares that create a good horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the best horror movies that I've seen lately, actually both done by the same director, were Hereditary and, uh, oh shit, what was that other one? Um, Midsummer. Yeah. There, there's, there's not a jump scare crazy moment in, throughout any of that, but there's it's some of the most horrifying film that I've seen in a long time. Well, since Human Centipede, really. Yeah. So it's it's horror as a genre itself is evolving. Mm-hmm. Maybe even single handedly, because. Right. Uh, yeah. This. Uh. I I mean I I think the best I I can't remember where I heard this from, but it's it's one of those things with. You know, you don't have to show everything for things to be scary. It's actually scarier when you don't show things. Like if you just have, uh, if you have a scene where there's, I think I was, I can't remember what film it was, but I think it was a scene where it was a guy chasing after someone and they finally cornered them. But in that moment where they capture them and they, you know, they just go to town on them with some sort of blunt object, you don't see, you just hear the noises and the splattering and you just have to make your mind race and you're just like, oh my God, oh my God. You're, you're just like, you know, and that's more frightening than if they just sort of showed it to you. And that's what, like. yeah, that's what I like. Well, it absolutely is more frightening because what, you know, uh, being scared itself and the, the content, it's, it's kind of uh, uh, objective. Uh, uh, director may think, okay, well, this would terrify most people. Mm-hmm. But you don't know how much further they could, you know, how much more scared this person could be. So mm-hmm. if you leave it to one's imagination and just give it the concept, that person's going to be as scared as they could possibly be because they're going to be thinking about the most horrific thing that their mm-hmm. brain can conceptualize. Now, right. sometimes, yeah, there are people out there, directors like Tom Six, that their brains are just way too whacked out to even really <laughs> be allowed out in public, to be honest. <laughs> that guy's scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen King, people like that, but mm. for the for the most part, uh, mm. yeah, no, leaving things up to the imagination is really the best bet, mm. as long as you could still give some sort of idea of an outcome, you know, and portray it properly. Right. You know, that, that's that's down to the writer there, and that's what separates a good storyteller from a Tommy Wiseau. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's also, uh, it, it's a good way to, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a cheat in that you're like, you're not really showing what you want to show. You're letting the, the audience make it up for you in a sense. But, you know, when you don't do it that way, you have a risk of appearing cheesy and just really cheap or like, you know, really bad uh, effects. And that can just ruin a scene for you. Right. Well, and that's, yeah, it just has to be done proper because, mm. yeah, it can't be done in a shortcut manner. That's that's really, I think that would be the rule of thumb. Is yeah. If you do it, it can't be done because it's a shortcut. It has to be an artistic decision, a creative decision. Or at least I would imagine that would probably be the rule of thumb. Mm. I don't I've never made a movie. What the fuck do I know? Or even a horror comic for that you, matter. You've seen enough. It's You, you pick stuff up. It's <laughs> I don't know anything literally about comics. Like I, I just, when I started making a comic, I didn't know dimensions. I didn't know printing processes. I just wanted to make a comic. I had an idea and I saw it in my head and I wanted to get it down. But I'm not... I like my writing. I've been compl- I've been complimented on my writing, but I'm not super. Comp- I- I'm 
I draw a lot better, <laughs> I think. I'm much more confident to show someone a drawing than something I wrote. Um, so this this just, just comes up. I, I Everything I got is just from things that I, I like and I don't like. I know that to be scary, you're going to have to do this. I hate when movies do this, so I'm not going to put it in my comic. I hate when movies do this, so I'm not going to put it in my comic. So, you know, that's what I like to do. That's why I got it from. Well, absolutely. And, you know, that's 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 why people become creators. There's so many people out there, they'll sit and they go, well, I didn't like it this way. And then the movie industry will hear the comic industry or whatever the medium is. Mm-hmm. They'll hear and then they'll do it the other way. But that same mealy mouth little prick is still it's not my way. Mm-hmm. So the argument to that is, is just gain some talent. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, work <laughs> hard. These people that are able to get these ideas out there for you to see. They they didn't come out of a machine. These people worked their asses up to get to a level to have the status to be able to, you know, put their their creativity on such a broad pedestal. So all the people down there that are saying, well, I don't like it when this stuff happens. So, mm-hmm. so write a story where that stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> and it's so yeah. refreshing to hear somebody actually acknowledge that. Yeah. <laughs> without, yes. No. That I I I love that. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it. It's I don't know if it's just my family or it's like we, you you do stuff. To, if you don't like something, you just do it better out of spite. You just you like you know what? No, this isn't gonna I, this is gonna keep happening. I'm gonna so, do something no, much better. That that's that's an amazing standard to live by. That's actually Todd McFarlane's standard. I mean, his standard mm-hmm. is is just make it sexier, even if it's good. <laughs> just make it sexier, mm-hmm. and that's that's I mean that can apply with anything in life, and it doesn't have to necessarily be the term sexy, but mm-hmm. just make it better, make mm-hmm. it just sparkle more, make it stand out more, make it catch the eye more, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's not I don't know people get all. I don't know. I'm going on a rant, damn it. It's going fine. on a rant. I want to talk about 3 a.m. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to circle back there. It's totally fine. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's a that's a therapy session type of... Oh, man. I almost started a whole other episode. Good Lord. This is about you. Uh, <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay. So let me ask this. Uh, there's clearly a, a cliffhanger at the end. Or is that just your version of saying, leave it to the imagination, bitches? <laughs> I mean, no. is, is there more 3 a.m.? <laughs> There's definitely more 3 a.m. If I, oh, that's I, so refreshing. I don't want to give away how many there is, but there is, there is another chapter, at least. So <laughs> we're seeing how this goes. Um, a lot of me, I again, as a, as a webcomic, I'm not getting paid for this at all. I'm not getting anything. Um, I've seen people do, um, they're called like different sort of, like sort of like tip sites like coffee and patreon and that kind of thing where people you know support you that way but i i don't think i'm ever going to be <laughs> at the point where i can consistently put things out for people like this first chapter has been done for almost a year plus and i just started the second one so i would i wouldn't support myself this way cuz <laughs> there's so much wait time um but yeah as seeing as i have to do this all myself or whatever um I can't say how much it's going to be, but I know it's going to be another chapter. And in uh, how much do I want to say? Uh, <laughs> at least in the second chapter, you get a get a more a little more insight on the female lead character, and you know things from the first chapter might make a little more sense that way. And you're going to get in more depth that way. And then after the second chapter, we'll see how it goes. If I'm even getting enough readership, <laughs> if it's even worth my time, basically. I mean, I love the story, but. I also want people to read it and buy it. So, like, if no well, one wants it, then, you know. <laughs> that, that's where I come in, because I believe that this is something that really does need 
some sort of platform, no matter how small this mm-hmm. little old podcast may be. I know that there are a few people out there listening that will definitely spark an interest. And the whole point of me doing this entire podcast is actually for the indie creators that just they need an outlet and in a, a world full of mm-hmm. so many independent comic creators. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, and I, I, I this is going to sound terrible when I say this, <laughs> but most people aren't good at what they do. <laughs> so that makes it really, really hard for in, in this giant sea of creativity mm. for stuff to to be shined upon. Right. Because no matter how good it is, there's still sometimes the the way it just works out is you got this cloud of crap blocking blocking yeah. the view of the people yeah. that really need to see it. Yeah. So yes, no. This is this is what I live for. It's somebody going out and being discovered, and then even that somebody discovering somebody that hasn't really been discovered yet. It's mm-hmm. this is this is what I love about this entire industry. I love my Marvel and my DC and my Iron Man and all that bullshit, but it's the <laughs> indie creators that really need the love because. Uh, if it, there's a lot more indie shows and stuff being picked up and developed than there are mm-hmm. DC and Marvel creations because those motherfuckers are all licensed and owned and yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah they already have made their money. There's and... so there's so much great indie stuff. I every other every other day I'm just like uh, I have a and this is a growing list of just I gotta read that someday. I gotta read this someday too. Okay, I gotta read these ten titles sometime soon. <laughs> and it just keeps going and going. It's it's actually astonishing. It's the the internet, it's a curse and also a blessing because you there's so many people who can show their work, but again it's a lot of people who aren't quite there who show their work. And <laughs> you gotta wade through all that and kinda push through all those people to get seen. Exactly. Yes. No. It is. Un- that is the unfortunate thing about being an indie creator. But I think in the long run, I think the payout I would imagine would be even more rewarding after knowing that you had to just plow through a little bit harder than <laughs> yeah some others. And not to take away from by no means from any of the creators working for the big guys. I'm not saying that at all. Mm-mm. But to to get discovered is in like webcomic form. That's that's almost impossible, and especially on the West, because web comics, more than anything, are more of an Eastern format. You know, mm-hmm. you know, webtoons itself is a Korean-based app. The majority mm-hmm. of the audience is from Korea. Eighty mm-hmm. percent of the stories are Eastern-based. There's very few Westernized stories on that, so it makes it hard. And I know that you come from you know a manga background, but Mm-hmm. I don't see mango when I, you know, this I still see a very westernized style, mm-hmm. and I can say that because I probably wouldn't have liked it if it were mango because I <laughs> usually don't like it. <laughs> no, it's it's, just... it's fine. It's 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 there. I mean, I think I have the subtleties are in there, like um, the expressions. I know sometimes I'll draw, I'll still draw eyes way too big, or I'll draw mouths way too big. Um, I chose this style mostly because, again, I saw it as a dream, so I saw it as like. A series already, so I I was gonna draw it the way that I saw it. So I saw it as actual people. It wasn't animated at all, um, and that's where the style came from. And I also just really liked again, it, and it it comes from a real place. It's a serial killer. I don't want this to look goofy or silly or cute, you know. And <laughs> I need this to look gritty and scary. So you know, right. I yeah. And see, and I think a lot of times that's where manga would lose me is because you'd get these serial killers that look like you just want to hug them. <laughs> yeah, and like little, little, little uh, cutesy girls in you know school uniforms holding butcher knives, and it's like, ew, it's, 
I mean, yeah. I guess you can kill me. It's okay. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> that's that's not what horror should be. And then like I'm gonna, you know, say it again. You are doing it right. I like the way that you tell a story, both visually and through words and even lack of words because mm. you know the cool thing about this is that it gives it this issue particularly has more rereadability than a lot of other things because you can get through it quicker because it's you know most of the story is told with um, facial expressions and emotion and blankness but still it's very much there no don't get me wrong it still has its awesome dialogue as well everything mm. that that shitty clerk says is <laughs> <laughs> he's terribly he's, awesome. But. He's he's one of the characters that I am very I very quickly love to hate him. I was like, how can like no, he can say this in a better way. How can I I need to rewrite this line. It's not quite biting enough. Like, you know, I just writing the dialogue for him is actually very fun. Um he is definitely awful, but he's good. I'm glad that you he can he comes off as actually awful cuz I, you know, looking in at my own work I just, I think it's okay. So when I get complimented or tell things like this, I just kind of take it like, oh, well, I appreciate it. Like, <laughs> I hope you don't think I don't appreciate it, but I don't really see it, you know, that way because I'm the one writing it. I'm the one drawing it. Well, and, uh, and that's, I mean, that's the hard part about being a creator too is, you know, you're, you're seeing it through other people's eyes and mm. yeah, no, it's, it, that's the, but that's what fans are for. You know, they're there to, you know, pick you up and say, okay, well, no, no, if anything, those types of differences, you know, I like to think also spark uh, other potential creative directions as well. Well, you know, mm. I say, okay, well, I see it this way. And the creator says, well, shit, I didn't see it that way. I got an idea. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, a lot of that, whether, you know, creators would admit it or not, I would sure, I'm sure that a lot of their ideas and directions come from, you know, fan input and stuff like that. They're not allowed to admit it because they mm. can't pay anybody for it. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's the beautiful thing about it all. It's 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 art, so it's subjective, mm -hmm. you know? It's, uh, well, um, so we were left knowing that there is definitely going to be more 3M. I think it's going to be worth the wait. And mm -hmm. I, I because it's a, a single person creative team on both ends mm -hmm. it's not just both ends making a comic is so much more than drawing it and writing mm -hmm. it it's also marketing it and <laughs> yeah there's, there's a lot that goes into it it is yeah. so and the fact that you're doing all of that i mean that's after what i've read so far i i, I like to think that's not going to be too much more of a wait but i do know that it will be worth it and mm -hmm. I like to think everyone else out there that goes out and gives this 3 a.m. comic a shot feels the same way. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add? I mean, well, I guess we could tell everybody where to get it. You got the easiest website ever. Was it just 3amcomic.com? Yes, yes it is. She's landed that one. Score. <laughs> so, <laughs> super I was easy. so happy that title, that, that uh, domain was available. I was like, what am I going to call this if it's not 3 a.m. is available? Uh, I got to put in hyphens and underscores and, <laughs> you know, like phonetics or something. And Yeah, no, that's not aesthetically <laughs> pleasing at all when you go to, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you, you nailed it. 3amcomic.com, it's easy. If you guys can't remember it, then yeah. go to the doctor. There's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, we call it a podcast? I'm so excited that we actually got the chance to do this. 
Oh yeah, me too. I oh gosh, it's it's I I I swore I was gonna I was like six fifty, like oh at six thirty. Oh, I got plenty of time. And then ten minutes later, okay, I I might not have enough time, and then I had to delay, and I was like, okay, oh god, I'm gonna have be late for my first interview. Um, <laughs> it's like, not a good sign of anything. Um, uh, if anything, I just wanted to say I have a couple people that um I again web comics. There's so many out there. There's so many good things out there, just sort of hidden. Um, and there's one. She's not exactly hidden, but she's really really good. Um, her name. Well, she goes by Fen. Uh, or fennel, P-H-E-N-Y-L, and her Twitter is fennelart, so it's P-H-E-N-Y-L-A-R-T, and she's on Twitter and Instagram, and she has a comic called There's No Such Thing as Jason, which, the title alone, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, so that drew me in immediately. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a webcomic that she does all by herself, story and art too, as far as I know, and um, it's it's great. It's like... You start reading and you're like, okay, I got this. This is this is okay. This is interesting. And then something else happens and you're like, okay, well, um, I okay, wait, let me let me write this down. Okay, <laughs> and then you go to the next thing and it's like, wait, I I was going, I was wait, no, <laughs> you get lost and you get tripped up by all these sort of twists and turns. All these things are happening. There's so many questions. There's about. Uh, I think she just started se- chapter 17 or 18 and I'm still lost. Like, <laughs> there's still so much going on. But the art is fantastic. Um, she's so, so sweet. Um, she's very, uh, very easy to talk to. And she's really nice. Uh, originally, she started, it looks like she started doing in like sort of watercolor traditional art and moved on to digital. But it's a sort of thriller, mystery, all kinds. Of, it's just, it's a lot going on in it. <laughs> but it's very, it's very nice. The style sort of... Um, I want to say the style is reminiscent of uh, early Vasquez, like Jonah Vasquez. Um, so not Invader Zim, but uh, like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, like that gotcha. sort of style. Yeah, and that, and not that it's his style is very angular versus hers. It's the body styles that are di- that are very similar, and the like the the playfulness of the bodies and that kind of thing. But it's they're two different things altogether. But her work is just great. It's there's just it's a really big mystery that just sort of just gets even more unwound as you go along so you're just kind of like how is this going to end <laughs> nothing's adding up <laughs> you know like that kind of thing and it keeps you going <laughs> right on right on well you definitely have my interest especially with the title like there's no such thing as jason which is yeah sounds awesome <laughs> so there's that um and she's very sweet i think she's in oklahoma is what she told me yeah so she's local too and she's been doing this for a little while now but yeah she she's on um i want to say Tapas, T-A-P-A-S, that website too. Yeah, yeah I, know. yeah, I know. Yeah, she's on there. She uploads there most of the time, but she actually has the main website, which is the first letters of the title. So T-N-S-T-A-G, T-N-S-T-A-J dot com, and that's the site. Um, but yeah, you can look her up. She's really fun, really nice. Really, she's very active too. She updates. She still updates pretty frequently, um, and she's really great. I'd definitely check that out. Um, the right other... On. Yeah, other thing is another guy. I mean, get his name right because he pronounced it for me. Um, <laughs> Yella Steinhausen. I may have said that wrong. I probably said that wrong. But <laughs> he is from the Netherlands, and he is. Uh, I, I think I found him through Instagram when I was somewhat social for like a week, um, <laughs> and I started, uh, you know, networking with other artists and that kind of thing. But he is a concept artist out of the Netherlands, and he's just great. It's it's so gorgeous. Like it's one of those people where it's like, why isn't this a book yet? Why is it? Why haven't you been found yet? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, 
Um, but his comic is called Odd Figures Babu or Babu. Uh, I'd have to. It's <laughs> if you probably look yes. up just yeah, just Babu or B A B U and Odd Figures Babu. But it's a comic that he has. It's a web comic that he has, and it's great. And the thing about him, he's a costume artist, so he knows you know perspective and scale and style and color. So he's great on that. Um, but the comic itself. It's sort of an interactive comic in that to read the comic, you scroll down like uh, like webtoons where it's a vertical format. Mm-hmm. But as you scroll down, the comic, it's sort of like a manual motion comic is the way I could describe it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm familiar with them. Uh, there's a, an app out there called Nanits that I actually uh, review their work for part time. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I just got done reading. Yeah, it's the same type of concept, though. You know, they have the ability to throw in music and sound effects if need mm-hmm. be, but yeah, the the, the scrolling kind of creates a little bit of a motion effect without it. Right. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's it's, it's fantastic. Um, and it's, again, if you scroll through the comment, there are some panels that aren't there until you keep scrolling and they appear. They fade in. Sometimes they fade out. Sometimes they'll glow. It's just phenomenal it's um, i i can't believe he's not doing anything like huge with this or hasn't been found out yet but um maybe he has i don't know maybe over where he is you know it's a little bigger than here but it's gorgeous and i would recommend anyone to read it um it only has three chapters right now they're pretty short but he's been really busy with you know freelancing stuff which is good but uh (laughs) i recently talked to him and he was saying that he's trying to start working on it again so that'll be exciting Right on, right on. Well, this goes to show that comic books stem so much wider than just you know your 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 print format that you know Diamond has by the uh, by the throat. You know these <laughs> web comics. People gotta people gotta go out and check out web comics. They're super underrated, and now that they have this this motion slightly interactive type of style out there, you know it's there's there's it's 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 changing up. It really is. You know usually, um, I, you know I prefer printed comics but if it's just not printed then obviously i still want to read it and web comics are where it's at because for one most of the time they're free these yeah. poor creators <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, that, but it just that, goes to yeah. show that you know if they're putting all of that work into it then it's clearly a project of passion they've got mm-hmm. something they want to say mm-hmm. and it's yeah um web comics you know it's re- i can't sleep on them and the fact that you just you know, mouthed off three real quick and fast that you're enjoying shows the, yeah, no, he's, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty. I've been trying, I've been trying to, con- I've been trying to shout them out for a while. I was going to do a whole Twitter art share Saturday and that was probably a year ago I had that idea and I haven't done it yet. So <laughs> I just felt so bad and I was like, and then you gave me this opportunity and I was like, no, I have to do it now. I, this is, this is the prime opportunity to do this. Um, but yeah, they're both very, very nice. They're very easy to talk to. Um, and they're just, they're so talented. It's, it's, it's so strange that I just, it just doesn't feel, I feel like it should be much bigger the both of them. Um, but definitely check them out. There's again, so odd figures is more of a, uh, how would I describe even the theme? It's, it starts off with a guy named Babu and he's, he's, it, the first chapter is called Babu's Lament. Um, if I'm, I hope, I hope I'm not saying the name completely wrong, but <laughs> he's lamenting and he's sort of in this open area and he's lamenting this woman, this sort of statue. And it's just, the mood is just so, you could feel how sad he is and how much he's in pain over this, is what's going on now. And they just pulls you and then the whole motion comic thing pulls you in further. And it's just, it's great. It's really an experience. Right on, right on. Well, I'm going to definitely check them out, that's for sure. I'm always looking for, for uh, 
new creators that are looking to come on and gain a little bit of exposure. It looks like you did some of that work for him, though, by shouting <laughs> 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 them out. That's super nice of you. Right on. Mm-hmm. Um, Delilah, it's, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad we got to do this. And I like to think that the next interview isn't going to be too far away. Hint, hint, need more 3 a.m. <laughs> I am trying. I'm trying so hard. Trust me. There are, there are days where I'm just like in bed. I was like, I am tired, but I could also be drawing. <laughs> it's like, uh, yep. I could, I'm wasting all this energy sleeping. Um, I could be drawing. <laughs> well, I'd like to think that maybe you see a little, I don't know if you're able to track your readership or not, but I'd like to think that this does draw somewhat of a spike. And maybe that's just the motivation you need to 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 kick out the jams just a little <laughs> bit faster. <laughs> I want it. I'm being selfish. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> I'll definitely let you know when I put out the next chapter. I have right. a whole I have a whole list of people that my like, I have my nice little uh, little shout out to my pre-readers. Uh, I give them the the sco- I, I do rough pages and just throw on just sort of bu- just balloons and text and they've given me great feedback and it's overall there's a really big um I'm trying to get a wider net for it, but then it's also a matter of who I can trust with the story. <laughs> um, but uh, pre-readers, right. and they, yeah, so they read it for me and give me a good idea. Um, one of them is actually Davey from The Wolf. Oh, uh, yeah. Davey Wagnerock. Yes, yes. Davey is one of my pre-readers. I met him on Facebook forever ago. I can't even recall how. Um, <laughs> we've been buds since then. And he's just really been, uh, he's one of my like close art guys so like we talk about art problems all the time and artist struggles and that kind of thing and i showed him 3am and he was really excited about it so he gave me really he gets really constructive feedback um so he's a part of that and i'm definitely gonna put you on the list there with all those guys of when the next chapter comes out right on right on well i appreciate that i really do uh, I thank you so much for carving out some time to do this. And once again, listeners, 3amcomic.com. I shouldn't have to remind you. If, <laughs> I really shouldn't. But, uh, yeah, go check it out. As, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, um, just not in the car, though. That's dangerous. <laughs> but you, <laughs> that's I would like to think that that's obvious as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys get the point. Thank you so much for tuning in. Delilah, is there anything else that we, we, did I miss anything? Is there anything you want to talk about? Uh, not me. I'm the one being interviewed, remember? <laughs> right on. Well, I just wanted to make sure that there's nothing else that, you know, we had to know about the story that, yeah, uh, gotcha. I can't, I can't Gotta say cover anything. all the grounds there. I, I, I can't say anything. <laughs> I'm just so I know, wanna... I know, I can't either. <laughs> and I, I mean, you and you know more than I do, and I, yeah. I want to talk. Yeah. <sighs> right on. Well, it's been a pleasure once again. Thank you so much for doing this, and we will be in touch. I'm gonna check out. Uh, I'm gonna check out a couple of web web comics here real soon now. <laughs> right on. Well, I will. Uh, once again, we'll be in touch, you listeners. It's been a podcast. Thank you so much. Cheers. If you're not getting paid to listen to podcasts, then frankly, you've been doing it wrong. I'm here to tell you about this fancy new app out there called PodCoin where you actually earn coins which translate into currency or even charitable donations if you so choose. 
and it's all accumulated, accumulated based off the amount of time you put into listening to podcasts. Uh, and there are actually opportunities to earn double coins uh, when you listen to a featured podcast, like the Church of Comics podcast usually is. Uh, yeah, you earn double the coins there. And as if we're not doing enough for you to pad your pockets just for downloading the app, for first-time users, if you punch in the code COMICS, on behalf of Cheers to Comics podcast and PodCoin, we're going to start you out, load you up with 300 coins right off the bat. So, start earning your rewards immediately. You cash those coins in for all types of good stuff. But you're going to have to find out what that stuff is all on your own, and you got to go download the app to do it. So, once again, that app is PodCoin. Do it.